Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. You're listening to Rob Kendall. The Republican Party in Indiana sees zero problem in record spending, in record taxation. And Casey Daniels. You went out there and said, please vote for me. You debated other people on why you're the better person for the position. Suck it up. This is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIPC. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob. Casey's out again today. And in her place, well, you know, when we need somebody to fill in, we only go for the best. She's been a television personality. She's been an Indianapolis Colts cheerleader. And she's been winning your hearts for years and years and years. The vivacious, the talented, the amazing Mindy Winkler. Hello. Okay, I don't think I can live up to that introduction. (laughs) Well, it's only downhill from here. (laughs) Correct. Don't expect me to be nice to you the entire rest of the show. Uh, Kevin here as well. And let's get started, Mindy. This would be the perfect topic for you because you are a suburban woman voter. Yes. I have assumed your gender. I am terribly sorry. I think All good. I, think, I, think I, I, I very think. much identify with she yes. and her. <laughs> so you live in Hamilton County. Yes. And we are told that that is the battleground and that that is where it is sort of the the melting pot of America anymore. And that is where we find how the world feels about everything, at least as it relates to Indiana. And so I mentioned this because The Hill has a new article that says many believe that Donald Trump is going to be indicted after the midterm elections, that Merrick Garland is preparing to indict Donald Trump. I'll get to that in a second. But first, I maintain that many people primarily suburban women who are always told, you are the key, Mindy, <laughs> you are the the holy grail of voters, are tired of Trump. And I maintain that when we put DeSantis and Trump side by side, there is no comparison, especially amongst key... <laughs> here perfect yes it's, uh, the show's over there, there really is, i mean for, as a suburban woman voter in what we are told is the area that kind of decides the lay of the land and there are many hamilton counties all across the fruited plain mm-hmm. you're a desantis person absolutely why because he is actually trump is just too egomaniac i mean we we appreciated what he did you know in terms of policies i mean would i love to have trump in right now of course but the man needs he's not willing to let things go. He's not willing to act a little more politically, you know, statuistic, I should say. Yeah, and De- big word. DeSantis has that and he has all of the other stuff on top of that. Plus he's really attractive to uh, look oh, at. Oh, there we go. See. <laughs> See. But he, look what he's done in Florida. I mean, I loved one of the shirts that I saw um, at WIBC night that said make America Florida yeah. again. I agree. I'd like, to, I'd like to point out it's 9.09 and she already put out how distra- attractive DeSantis is. We've been at this for four, for four minutes and uh, we already got that. But really, it is it is the it is the thing, right? And, and look, there are a lot of people in our audience that always, it always evokes so much emotion from people because Trump was such an inspiring candidate and a lot of people, probably rightfully so, believe Trump got screwed. But the reality is we're in this reality Right. Now, right? Like yeah. the, the reality now is that ship 
has sailed. And in terms of when you we put these two people side by side, whether it is as Mindy's top priority, he's much better looking. <laughs> That's whether, not the top priority. Whether it is. But it's part of it, right? It is, it to is, some degree. It is part of how you speak and to he's a, younger. Large, a large group. Right, 100%. The perfect family, the impeccable military record, right. squeaky clean as a governor, squeaky clean as a member of the, the United States Congress. It really is. He is just a far more compelling candidate to so many people. Well, and that's my fear is if, if if we do get Trump back in as our candidate, we're going to, I'm afraid to lose because to even someone as incompetent as Biden, because people will come out in droves including Republicans that don't like Trump. I mean, I would still vote for Trump because I'm going to go with a conservative after this mess right. especially, but I mean, yes, I'm afraid that's what's going to happen. Do you and your... I picture, because you live in Hamilton County, and, well, you know, you're very affluent people, all of you up there. Oh, my God. The, the poverty line is like 93,000 in Hamilton County. <laughs> so, uh, I picture you and your suburban mom friends sitting around sipping mimosas at a lakefront somewhere talking what? about talking about politics. Do you, do you guys talk about, like, do your friends, does do politics come up a of lot? Of course. Of course. Especially, right, I mean, I have a lot of, you know, women in my life that have the same values as right, I do, you right. know, and so yes, this absolutely comes up. I mean, we get talking about it even in my church group. Really? So yes. And I'm told everybody in Hamilton County is at best a moderate Republican, and if you're a conservative, you're on the outs. And I think a lot of that is they want people to believe if it becomes an inevitable thing, right? It's almost like the polling in July and August. Well, nobody's voting for anybody but Fetterman. If you're considering voting for Oz, what an idiot. You don't want to be an idiot, do you? <laughs> and then magically the polls tighten, right? Because it never was a 12-point lead for Fetterman. It's sort of the same thing there where it's like they almost try to excoriate you or ostracize you if you openly come out as a conservative. Oh, absolutely. And it's, I, mean, and I would say, you know, even myself, I'm not extremely right. I'm pretty much middle of the line is I mean I have no problem if you're gay and you want to get married I have zero issue with this as it's like doesn't affect my life you know but when it's talk when we're talking about policies that directly affect me in terms of inflation in terms of the border then yes I'm absolutely going to go the conservative route it is the Kendall and Casey show I'm Rob Kevins here Mindy Winkler in for Casey today so Joe Biden uh I don't know if you know this, Mindy, but his press conferences and media availabilities are the gifts that keep on giving. (laughs) Joe Biden is basically single-handedly keeping me employed at this point. Um, And he obviously is now once again, because it's an election year and gas prices are so much of what people vote on, Mm -hmm. right or wrong. In this case, it's right, because obviously he's had a huge uh, role in terms of choking off domestic energy supply. Uh, But look, oil is is a commodity, right? right? It's supply and demand. And when you choke off the ability to get more of something, it makes that thing more expensive, which is what Biden's done. It also didn't help that they shut down society. They bribed people not to work, which made it harder to get the oil to the places it needs to go. And the Democrats, instead of addressing the issue, which I think would get them a lot of traction, people love, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, people love to hear, I'm sorry, I made a mistake, and here's how I'm going to correct the mistake. Humility goes a long way. Which is why I've never gone anywhere, because I have none of it. Because you're always right, right, Rob. right, right, right. Uh, but but seriously, in, in politics, right? People love somebody, you know, a contrite 
whatever. Yes. And instead of doing that, the Democrats keep doubling down, tripling down, quadrupling down. It's never their fault, It's never right. You're 100%. <laughs> it's, and in this case, he's obsessed that there's some magical magic wand that the oil companies ray, waved that created the price of gasoline. And listen to this little press conference he had yesterday. It's gross. Oil companies, record profits today are not because they're doing something new or innovative. Their profits are a windfall of war, the windfall from the brutal conflict that's ravaging Ukraine and hurting tens of millions of people around the globe. You know, at a time of war, any company receiving historic windfall profits like this has a responsibility to act beyond their narrow self-interest of its executives and shareholders. I think they have a responsibility to act in the interest of their consumers, their community, and their country. To invest in America by increasing production and refining capacity, because they they don't want to do that. They they have the opportunity to do that. Lowering prices for consumers at the pump. You know, if they don't, they're going to pay a higher tax on their excess profits and face other restrictions. My team will work with Congress to look at these up op- these options that are available to us and others. There's something evil about a person who does something to someone, especially that harms large swaths of people, Mm -hmm. as Biden's energy policy has, and then you try to blame that thing. I mean, it's gaslighting, right? Absolutely. On someone else. Yes. It's your fault that I shut you down. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Now we're getting to the bottom of it. Um, Speaking of people who won't tell the truth, when we come back, some more audio of John Fetterman. He is that wild and wacky uh, Senate candidate in Pennsylvania, again refusing to commit to releasing his energy, uh, his his uh, his health records, and some, Fox News did a focus group on Pennsylvania voters after that Fetterman-Oz debate. It is total gold. We'll play it for you. Coming up next, 93 WIBC. John Fetterman still won't come clean about what is going on with him. 93 WIBC, it's the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob. Casey's out today. Mindy Winkler in for Casey. Kevin's here. So this is the thing, right, Casey, where, or Casey, Mindy. All good. Where, yeah, that I will, that <laughs> we will not, similar, actually, that, I noticed. That will, <laughs> well, somebody in the YouTube chat is like, it's good to see Casey back today. Uh, the uh, that, And that will not be the first uh, last time I make this that mistake today. Uh, when you are running for something the level of U.S. Senate, Look, this is not, no offense to anyone who is a county surveyor, but it's not (laughs) county surveyor, right? It's United States Senate. You're one of the most 100 powerful people. You're one of two people for your entire state. You're absolutely right. And part of that means you give up certain things, right? Like when we come in here, we talk about our lives, right? Because there's an expectation if there's important things going on or whatever, that you'll talk about those things. On a higher level, someone like the Kardashians gives up even more privacy because <laughs> they make a gajillion dollars by saying, look at look at me. Right. Sort of the same thing with Tom Brady and Giselle. But one of the things with wanting to be a United States senator is we as the public have a right to know if you have potentially some sort of serious medical condition. Right. I'm not talking like, hey, your cholesterol's a little high or, <laughs> you know, your blood pressure's a little off where we would like it to be. We're talking about, you had a stroke, dude. Right. And you can't, on the regular, form complete sentences. In the case Hello, of Fetterman. Hello, good night. Yeah, perfect. That's how you started the debate. <laughs> 
And so as such, you know, people have said, hey, I think it would make voters feel a lot better if indeed you're saying you're fine and these people are coming out vouching for you. It would make voters feel a lot better if you just showed us your medical records to say, hey, at this point, we can expect this guy to be 100 percent. Right. And when you won't do that and you know it will win you votes and you won't do it, there's a reason you're not doing that. Right. You're hiding something. I mean, I get HIPAA, whatever, but you're in a you're in a position <laughs> that, you know, we need to know if your health is going to sustain. Right. So he got asked again about this. And again, knowing it will win him votes, he still will not commit to doing this. Would you consider releasing a full medical record list? I, I feel like having, uh, you know, all the doctors on my team all believe that I'm, I'm, I'm fit to be uh, to serve. And I've been trying to be very transparent about, you know, going and meeting thousands and thousands of, of voters all across Pennsylvania. I always knew that the debate was going to be was challenging, giving a, in, in a recovery uh, from a stroke. And I, sh- I showed up. So I, I do believe that I'm, I'm fit to be served. I do believe I'm fit to be served. <laughs> well, gee, wonder why people don't think you're fit to be served. I just... And clearly, there's obviously a reason they will not release the records. Now, Fox News, uh, Mindy, did a focus group after that debate in Pennsylvania. Okay. And it is very clear, and you're seeing this from more and more people, that whoever let Fetterman go out there and do that should no longer be employed. Well, and shame on his wife. I'm sorry. Well, sure, right. I mean, you're 100% correct. Look, you're a wife. Your husband is uh, the coolest guy that's... (laughs) ever, you know, ever walked the face of Brownsburg, Indiana. You know, whenever I'm around you, Rob, um, my husband, his head is swollen for like four days. Well, look, (laughs) people don't, people don't know this, but Mindy's husband is a local Brownsburg legend. He was a part of the state championship football team in the 1980s. And at one point, uh, Mindy's husband brought his state championship ring in and let me hold it. So uh, anyway, we can't look, we can't, we can't all be Mindy's uh, perfectly assembled, uh, cool husband, but you should be able to not open things up with hi, good night. Right. Um, and here's a little bit of this focus group talking about some of the obvious flaws with Fetterman. Uh, what did you think about the performance on the debate? Well, obviously, Oz won the debate, but I think that Fetterman uh, should not have been forced into that position. I think he should be in a rehab this would help him a whole lot more. Well, I think Fetterman, as has already been suggested, had a deplorable performance. I mean, it was, uh, I, I really question his ability to fulfill the role of the senator. They're spot on. Right. I mean, I'm, like, I'm like, there you go. That's it. The And it's tough for us sometimes because we are so into this that you wonder, did the average person see what we saw? And I think they did. But yet, the, the media tried to pose it as right? the opposite. <laughs> you didn't see what you know you saw. Hi, everybody. Good night. Uh, one more here from the focus group. I've been a lifelong Democrat, but I'm here to tell you today that I'm flipping to Republican. I can no longer follow this party. Wow. Absolutely not. Wow. Whoa. So it'll be interesting to see how many people out there. Poor libertarians. Hey, (laughs) look, here's 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 what I said about Pennsylvania. I have no idea. There is a libertarian running. I don't know if he's the greatest guy, the worst guy, but knowing nothing. And this I would be loathe to do this because Oz is a zero. But 
you got to vote for Oz, not knowing anything about the Libertarian, right? Because <laughs> right. he wasn't in the debate. <laughs> right. Um, all right. Let's take a break. When we come back, Micah Beckwith will join us. It is one week until the election. He's run for public office before on a big scale. What is the final week like for the candidates? We'll talk about it. Coming up next, 93W. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Do I be It's time to go to church. Here to preach to the choir from the bully pulpit, Pastor Micah Beckwith. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Mindy Winkler in for Casey today. Let's go to the drivehubler.com hotline, the conservative voice of Indiana, Pastor Micah Beckwith. All right, Beckwith, uh, is it wrong that I'm cheering for Braun to hurry up and make this announcement because then Sparks can make her announcement and then you can run for Congress? And, well, once you're in the Congress, not only will you do a phenomenal job, but I feel like our jobs as janitors in the nation's capital are totally secure. <laughs> well, I think uh, it's it's certainly exciting times, Robin. I've said it, and I'll say it again. I think uh, 2024 on the gubernatorial ticket in Indiana, it should be back with Kendall. So I'm oh, just going to yes. put that out there. Sure. So uh, we'll see how that goes. You, uh, you uh, look, so let's be honest, right? I mean, clearly, if indeed the dominoes fall the way the rumor to fall, not only is this something you're looking at, but I think, in a, you know, we've talked about this, and you, you would probably be the favorite given how well you did the last time you ran for Congress. It's something you got to think about, right? And that's a pretty big decision to have to make of if Sally does this and Joey does this, then I might do this. It's kind of a weird position to be in. Yeah, well, to your point, it is a a big decision. But I think what I've felt for a long time is that the Lord has – been calling me to engage in the public life of our nation to return us back to the values and to the morals that our founding fathers had as far as um, faith and family values go. And, and I know that he's called me to Washington. Now, I don't know how that looks. Sometimes the Lord calls us to something and then we spend 40 years wandering in the wilderness before we get to the promised land. Uh, But I do think that he has, he has called me to Washington. And, and so if, if the dominoes fall the way that you, you said, we are certainly praying about and looking at jumping back in that fifth district race and the, and the district actually got more conservative after redistricting. I mean, it, it fits me really well. I think what I, when I'm talking to people of the fifth district, they want bold leadership. They want conservative leadership. They want people that are going to speak truth to power and defend their, uh, their individual liberties. And that's, that's right up my wheelhouse. That's what I love to do. That's what God has has equipped me to do and I, I feel like anytime I'm I'm out there battling for people's individual liberties I'm a fish in water I love doing it and it's just uh it, there's never a dull day and it's and it's, it brings it brings me a lot of joy uh Micah Beckwith our guest all right let's talk about some of the big races we've got a week to go by the way I'm so I'm curious what is the last week of a campaign? I'm talking. I'm talking about like a big campaign. Obviously, you ran for Congress, so you know. Uh, so let's take you know the Diegos, the Todd Youngs. What is this final week like for them as they try to win votes? What do you do the final week of the campaign? When do when did you find people started making up their minds? 
Well, that's that's a good question. I I think that most people really start engaging about two weeks out, which is you know for people like you and that's it. That's it. I mean, and that's why you're seeing all these polls nationally start moving towards Republicans. You know, all of a sudden you had these huge gaps between Democrat and Republicans. You know, you look at Hochul out in New York uh, running against Lee Zeldin. She had a big gap uh, about a month ago from Zeldin, and it was like, oh man, Zeldin's not going to be able to pull this one off, and then. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, she's like, it's basically neck and neck. Well, that's because people, about two weeks out, people start to say, okay, well, I need to pay attention. Who's running? What I need to learn about the candidates. And, and so for guys like you and I, that just doesn't make any sense because we're, we're, right. we're, dive, we're diving into this all year round, 24 hours a day. And we're like, how can you not be engaged in this stuff? But, but yeah, two weeks out is really when people start waking up and paying attention. And, and for a candidate, this is the sprint. Like this is the sprint to the finish line right here. So you you're, you're leaving nothing on the field. You are, you're, you're giving it all. And, um, it's, it's basically, it's, it's all hands on deck every day. You've got multiple events. You should have multiple events every day. Even if you're, you're, you're seen as the front runner and, a, and it's not a, a real, uh, competitive race. It's still, I think the right thing to do to get out there, shake hands with people, let them ask you questions, uh, do meet and greets, town halls, um, you know, campaign stops. So that's really what's going on right now with all of these uh, statewide races. And, and from our pr- perspective, my perspective, the statewide team of Diego, Daniel, and Tara, they're doing a great job. They're they're out pounding the pavement. I mean, like, I mean, they're working really hard. And that that tells you a lot about the candidates. That tells you, okay, they're. I want to know at least you're going to be a hard worker. That's that's first and foremost. Are you are you taking this job seriously enough to go out and work to get people to vote for you? And if you if you're just sitting back. And you've got buku bucks that you're spending. Uh, that doesn't tell me a lot about your character. It probably tells tells me more about like you're not really going to take the job seriously. So, again, all that to say, that's kind of what's going on in the last two weeks of, of the campaign. Yeah, what is it like? So h- help me understand because look, I, I, honesty hour. It's just us talking here, Mike, and no one else will hear this conversation. Uh, the vast majority of people who are going to vote for Diego, who know what's going on, they don't feel good about voting for Diego, right? Like, I guess the mental pretzel twisting that you guys are doing is we've got to keep control of the elections, but you're not like, there's no way you're hiring Diego at Life Church if he sends that resume into you, right? I mean, I I get the team political support, but can we just at least, before my next question, be honest that very few people feel very good about voting for Diego Morales. Well, I mean, we wouldn't hire Rob Kendall if Rob Kendall (laughs) sent his resume into Life Church, so... My question on this, uh, that's better than an answer I thought I was going to get. Uh, my question on this is, so they're running these statewide ads, or the, the statewide team is running ads together. And I understand why you would do that, because it, you save resources, you put everybody in an ad, you can multiply your dollars, whatever. Great, get it. But if you're if you're Daniel Elliott and Tara Klutz, who Tara's non-controversial, Daniel Elliott's a great candidate for state treasurer, you, you are, isn't there part of them they're going really we got to be in a statewide ad with with this guy i mean we're not controversial we're gonna win easy and we're helping this guy i mean there's got to be part of that right I, I don't know if that's what that's going through their mind i've seen them all interact they seem like they they really truly believe in each other um and they're you know listen diego's got the most amount of baggage out of all three of those candidates by far i mean that's that's you know we're not we can't argue that he doesn't have baggage but i do think this is what i've said about diego from from day one diego is a hard worker i mean i i have seen him just bust his tail 
to get out and to talk to voters, to hear from voters. And that says a lot about a candidate. Now, I don't know his past. I mean, all the allegations, you know, I, I don't put a lot of stock into anonymous uh, allegations. I mean, we saw that with uh, with we see that with with all kinds of conservative candidates. Someone will throw out this anonymous allegation. The Washington Post will pick it up. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, they obviously did that. Well, no, that's an anonymous allegation. I don't again, I'm not putting cred in that. But um, I will say, like, you have to you have to take those allegations uh, with a grain of salt and and give them st- give them weight and say okay well is this true is this not true do your own research but again at the end of the day i think when it comes to diego i have said two things he works hard and he has said all the right things on the campaign trail i mean you ask him we've had him at town halls at at life church um, we've asked him some very hard specific questions and he's had good responses for those now I told him this. I said, if you don't do what you're saying you are going to do, then there's going to be severe consequences and the conservatives are going to abandon you so quickly because we just don't know. He's kind of the political unknown. But but to my point, what did we have to lose? I mean, we weren't we weren't in a place where we had this great, you know, uh, appointed secretary of state from from uh, Eric Holcomb. I mean, this was Eric Holcomb's person. And we know what Eric Holcomb thinks about uh, liberty and freedom. I mean, just look at. 2020 2021 he doesn't he doesn't put a lot of stock into it so anyway all that to say i'm real i'm willing to give diego a shot but we're gonna be holding him accountable we're gonna we're gonna be watching him really closely if and when he he steps into office uh michael back with our guest couple minutes left with him all right be honest are when you go in and vote for todd young you do it with your eyes closed and holding your breath (laughs) i already voted so uh did, you did that, didn't, didn't really you? You did, didn't you? You did it. You, eyes closed, holding your breath. Uh, if I don't see it, it didn't happen, sort of thing. It was. It, it was a vote for Ted Cruz, Rand Paul, and Josh Holly. That's that's how. And I've said it before. Listen, I think Todd has dropped the ball big time when it comes to spending and making sure our our dollar is in a good place. But we got to get the majority in the hands of good leaders in, in the Senate like the Rand Paul. Can you imagine if Rand Paul could be the head of uh, a committee that could just go after Fauci? I mean, that, that, that would be awesome. And we need to make that happen. And so we can't fall. I mean, listen, where, where else are you going to run, Rob? I want to ask you the question. Are you not going to vote for Todd? You can't vote for, for James Siniak, can you? Are you going to, you're going to pull the lever for Siniak? Oh, I already did. I already voted. And, oh. it, and, and I saw in my little paper that popped up that I voted for Siniak. So it was very nice. I've already, <laughs> I've already done it. I've already, I, Micah, 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 Micah. Let me, because I've said this many times on the air, but now I'll say it to you, one of my dearest, most bestest friends. <laughs> I would vote for an orange peel. A literal orange peel, as in if it were Todd Young v. Orange Peel, I would vote for the orange peel because the orange peel would do less damage to society than Todd Young has done the past six years. Are we clear? Okay, well, so you and Nancy Pelosi would be in good company because she's voting for a glass of water with a D next to it, and you're voting for an orange peel with an R next to it. So you guys are going to make a great team, you and Nancy Pelosi. So, Hey, if people uh, have not been totally wowed with your charm and charisma here in this segment today, which I have no idea how they could not be, but if they haven't been, how can people learn more about you and what you do? Well, thanks. Uh, go to MicahBeckwith.com, M-I-C-A-H, Beckwith.com. Uh, or you can just type in Micah Beckwith for Indiana on, uh, on Facebook. I, I post uh, some, of my, some of my endorsements for the upcoming elections. You can see those. You can hear my uh, kind of political rants that I do in my, 
in my car and uh, just talking about all kinds of things, <laughs> politics, faith. And, and then we also have a podcast that I do with a fellow pastor here, Nathan Peternell. It's called Jesus, Sex, and Politics. So if you want to subscribe to that, check it out. We, we talk about all the things culture is not allowed to talk about. I, I love that you do those car videos because you actually still appear to quasi be paying attention to the road while you're doing these videos, <laughs> which is great. I, I tell people all the time because they're like, that's not safe. That's, that's completely dangerous what you're doing. And I'm like, I'm not holding my phone. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm literally driving. It's just like you're in the front seat and we're having a conversation. So, uh, yeah, I, I feel like it's it's very safe and uh, I'm not doing anything illegal. So it's uh, hands-free. I'm not touching my phone. Well, your voting choices this year are terrible in some cases, but we love you all the same. <laughs> Pastor Micah Beckwith, thank you, my friend. Hey, thanks, Rob. Appreciate it. 93 WIBC, it's Kendall and Casey. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Joe. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's out today. Mindy Winkler in for Casey Kevins here. Mindy, I've said this before. I don't have to like reality. I just accept reality and I do the show accordingly. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean, I've never understood the Joe Rogan thing. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. Like, like, why is he a thing? (laughs) I feel I sense some jealousy. No, 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 no. Why am I not a thing? Well, look, clearly I, I will never be a thing other than this thing. And that's just fine with me. Uh, no, uh, but I feel you. I, I do. It's it's like how did he become such a notoriety? There are certain people I see them broadcast. I see them do things, and I go, I you know, I totally get it. With Joe Rogan, I've never heard a, like a hot take from him ever that I would say, wow, you wouldn't get that anywhere else. Right. So not not understanding it doesn't mean I don't accept that it is a thing. And Joe Rogan, I, mean, I enjoy him. He clear. <laughs> He clearly moves the needle, and when he says and does things, you're a young person, Kevin. Why do you people like Joe Rogan? What's the deal? Uh, I just think he has good guests. Is that and it? I, it's I think the- mainly, yeah, because I'm kind of with you. I uh, I never really knew Rogan until he got his podcast. Yeah, but I guess he had a whole career as a comedian. Well, he was a guy on the TV show about radio. Remember, there was a show he was like the janitor or something. He was I mean, on uh, Fear Factor. I Fear Factor, yeah. Ah! Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. So, okay. So I knew uh, I recognized I'm, his face. <laughs> it's the guests. Yeah, it's the guests and just the content that they talk about. I, you can't get that on late night TV or right. anything like that. So I just need to get better guests. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> you better you better do a better job, Winkler. <laughs> I have nothing to do with that. You're the, you're the guest here today. Let's see what happens to the ratings. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> anyway, so he had, uh, he had uh, a comedian by the name of Bridget Fetisi on, and they started talking about the red wave and how Democrats, it's really the Democrats' alienation of people that are responsible for the red wave. It's like mm-hmm. nothing, the, it's nothing the Republicans are doing. Right. Take a listen. The red wave that's coming is going to be like the elevator doors opening up in The Shining. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. I think people are just like, what the f*** are you saying? You're, they're making Republicans. I don't know how they're doing it. It's. I had a family member who is an, who's a boomer and a diehard liberal, and they told me when I was home this summer that they would vote for DeSantis. And I'm like, how did you lose this person? Yeah. How did you lose this person? This is a This is a, like, go to the ballot and vote blue no matter what. And you've lost... 
even the the boomers. And this is and this is what people need to be ready for is so many people think, well, I'm going to go vote red and things are going to get better. No, <laughs> because the Republicans helped get us in this mess. They're just as guilty on the inflation as the Democrats are. They've offered no solution. Right. Nobody has any. Nobody right now could tell me if I vote Republican, I will get fill in the blank. Correct. If you it's know, just, that, it's just we're running because exactly. they've been so bad. Exactly, <laughs> and that's that's how. Let's operate from a standpoint. Biden actually got 81 million legal votes. That's how that happened. Was people were fed up with Trump, right? And yet we keep ping ponging back and forth between these two parties that never have any answers. And then if you have always the, have like it's pick the better of the two evils. Sure. And then if you have the audacity to go, hey, there's a third party. Well, I can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> My preferred turd might not win. Uh, the, uh, more here from Rogan. Uh, Rogan and his guest, Bridget Fetesi, got into Elon Musk buying Twitter. And I thought this was an interesting discussion about why so many companies going big left, the harm that it has actually done to the economy. They've been enjoying the fact that it's an ideological thought bubble. Right. That Twitter has only enforced left left wing ideologies, and they've suppressed any conservative ideologies, even amongst reasonable, kind yeah. people that don't share the same ideology. That's bad for our society. Yeah, it it's is. bad. I'm not a huge proponent of like the parallel economies either. You know, I How so? I, I'm, I just I I don't know that it's good. You know, you, you What do you mean by parallel economies? This is like the term that everybody's using particularly on the right because and it's it's valid as these places like PayPal and financial institutions are saying you can't, you know, if you say this or step out of line, we're going to fine you. There's this idea that you're going to have to create a parallel economy in order to function, essentially. So don't give don't give your money to, I mean, I think the Daily Wire did it with the razors. They had like Harry, Harry's razors. Yeah, they yeah. did. And Jeremy did some razors. So it's like, oh, don't give your money to people who hate you. Give your money to people who share your ideology but then you have these si you know the silos are forming where it's like then everyone's over here and everyone who agrees is over here and no one's forced to actually articulate their ideas or disagree with one another it's just everyone like smelling their own farts <laughs> <laughs> that is the best description of the partisan echo chamber I've ever heard. It's Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob. Mindy Wickler's in for Casey today. When we come back, school board elections, oh, they are heating up all across central Indiana. The best reporter in the entire business on anything related to Indiana education. Tony Kennett for the Chalkboard Review will be with us. It's coming up next, 93 WIBC.